don't know about you, but I'm thankful for the folks that lead us in worship. And uh, we were celebrating this morning that on bass and drums, uh, Dave and John, this is their one-year anniversary of uh, playing with us and helping lead us in worship here. And we give thanks for that. Although we weren't sure if it was one year or two years in the pandemic, it's been hard to tell time. But uh, that's just one of the many sort of, I don't know, inconsistencies that I, I feel like we've been living in. Um, the, the contrasts of life that are, that are coming more and more apparent to us, like trying to get up on a cold morning and come at nine o'clock and sing out loud in front of people, or um, trying to come home from spring break expecting to be rested but being more tired than you were when you left. Oh, life is full of these kind of contrasts. Like the fact that the more choices you have, the harder it is to choose. Just go to the cereal aisle in the grocery store. The more you learn, the more you realize you don't know about life and the world. I mean, our lives are just full of these contrasts. We, we can be the meanest to the people we love the most. We can have an Easter egg hunt when it's 40 degrees and sleeting like we did yesterday. Out here, shout out to Jennifer Tehan and Aaron Smith and all the folks, a team of people that made that egg hunt possible. We still had hundreds of kids hunting thousands of eggs and, and cleared that yard in three minutes flat out there. It was a sight to behold. But the fact that a congregation, a community of faith can have a celebration like that and have fun and frolic at the same time that there's people within this community of faith that are hurting. A woman who lost her partner of 72 years this past week as he went on to the other side of eternity or another one who's at home right now just up the street with her partner as he's in hospice care in the last few days of his life. I mean, our world, our lives are full of these contrasts. And the scriptural story that is the basis for our celebration this morning, Palm Sunday, is just a story of one great big contrast. And where Jesus is in the middle of that. And so I want to read it for us this morning. I'm going to read it out loud. And we'll put it on the screen so you can follow along, whether you're in the room or with us online. This is Luke chapter 19, and I'm going to read verses 29 through 40. It says, As Jesus came to Bethphage and Bethany on the Mount of Olives, he gave two disciples a task. He said, Go into the village over there. When you enter it, you will find tied up there a colt that no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks... Why are you untying it? Just say, its master needs it. Those who had been sent found it exactly as he had said. As they were untying the colt, its owners said to them, Why are you untying the colt? And they replied, Its master needs it. They brought it to Jesus, threw their clothes on the colt, and lifted Jesus onto it. As Jesus rode along, they spread their clothes on the road, and as Jesus approached the road leading down from the Mount of Olives, the whole throng of his disciples began rejoicing. They praised God with a loud voice because of all the mighty things they had seen. They said, 
blessings on the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heavens. Some of the Pharisees from the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, scold your disciples. Tell them to stop. And he answered, I tell you, if they were silent, the stones would shout. Now, some of the contrasts in here are obvious, and, and some of them take a little bit of digging or some context. Like, for instance, one of the contrasts that's pointed out by historians and theologians is that this story about Jesus is actually one of two processional events that are happening in Jerusalem. Because just as Jesus is riding in, Pilate, who is the governor, the civil authority, has also arrived into Jerusalem for Passover. And Pilate most likely rode into town on a horse in a procession that involved soldiers that was very official. And Pilate was probably coming to Jerusalem, well, a couple of different reasons. One, it was sort of the way of the Roman authority at that time to let their subjects practice their own traditions, their own faith, as a way to keep peace. And so um, it was customary that the governor might arrive for the festivals, the high and holy celebrations, as a show of support for the cute little religious people. It was also possible, though, that the governor came to town to keep an eye on things, to make sure that this celebration, this festival, didn't get out of hand People didn't get too big for their britches and decide that they wanted to overturn the apple cart of Roman authority. Whatever it was that brought Pilate to town, Pilate came to town like a ruler on a high horse surrounded by armed soldiers. And then contrast that to Jesus who rides into town on the back of a donkey. People throwing their coats either on the donkey or on the ground in front of him. And just common, ordinary, everyday Jews celebrating as he showed up. And it's in the context of this contrast of the arrival of the civil authority, the governmental, the military power, and the arrival of the King of the Jews, the Son of God, the Savior, the Prince of Peace. That we find some perspective for the contrasts that we're living in. The controversies, the inconsistencies that make up our daily lives. And we see where Jesus shows up in the midst of that. Because they do exist in our days. Not just cold weather egg hunts or picking out cereal. But we see the kind of contrasts that go deeper, that go higher, that 
somehow we practice war to try to make peace. Or we practice the insatiable pursuit of wealth to try to find contentment. And we, we find within our own selves and within our own lives these same contrasts. And what do we do with them? We see in this story that Jesus rode his donkey right through the middle of them. And he rides his donkey right through the middle of those controversies, those contradictions in our own lives. And the donkey is significant as a symbol. Because where the horse would have been a symbol of war and power, the donkey was a symbol of peace. And so Jesus climbs up on this animal of peace and rides it right through the controversies of our lives. The king on the colt bringing a whole new way of life to the people to you and to me and as he rode in the response of the people the people who knew him who had seen him who had experienced his teachings, his miracles, his blessings, their response was to shout and praise, to sing and to welcome him. These people who had been on the Jesus way now for a minute, which is why in here all through the season of Lent on Sundays, as we've looked at the Jesus way, we've taken opportunities to physically participate, to experience those blessings those teachings of Jesus. You see around the room the stations that we've placed Sunday after Sunday. And just, if I can recall them for you, there's a station right over here with stones and sharpies. That Sunday we acknowledged where Jesus had faced temptation, dealt with his demons, and we each took a rock of our own that could be representative of that, and then we took a sharpie and we wrote on it, a message, a word, a blessing, a gift from God for us in the moments that we face our own temptations and demons. And you took that rock with you. Maybe you still have it. If you weren't here that day, it's still there. I invite you before you leave this morning to go over and take a minute and, and participate in that. And then we brought the map in front. And we named that Jesus wept over his city over his zip code because of his depth of compassion for where he lived. And so we all expressed our own compassion for our zip code, for our community, and wrote our prayers on the post-it notes and stuck them on the city somewhere. If you didn't get to participate in that, but you would like to offer your prayer as a part of that, the map is still back there for you to do that. 
Then we acknowledge the gift of forgiveness that Jesus brings. As we had the bowl of water set up front and the paper where we could write that thing in our own lives that we want to give up, to lay down, that we want to seek forgiveness in the midst of. And we wrote it on that dissolving paper and we put it in the water and stirred the water with a stick and watched it disappear. And then we acknowledged the scene when Jesus had his feet anointed by Mary as a way of her worshiping him, acknowledging him as king. And it said the aroma, the fragrance of her worship filled the space. And so we had these sachets and the essential oils and and we made our own that we could take with us and put somewhere to be reminded as we smelled that fragrance that, that our worship is an aroma that fills the space with the goodness of God. And so those are in the basket right over there. Still available if you didn't get the opportunity to make one. and You can and take it with you. All of these are ways that we are acknowledging today and experiencing the goodness of God, the goodness of Jesus Christ in our lives that they knew when they lined the streets as Jesus rode in on this animal of peace and they worshiped and praised Him. And we call it Palm Sunday. Of course, I just read from Luke where there's no mention of the palms. So, pardon that little difference. But it's the only one. It's the only account where they don't mention the branches that people tore out of the bushes or out of the trees to wave and celebrate. And they also brought their coats, it says. But they went and grabbed whatever they could find. The coats off their back, the branches out of the trees to wave and celebrate, to worship and create this welcoming moment For the Christ, the Savior, the Messiah, Hosanna, save us, who was coming into their world, into their lives, into their city. They welcomed him. Now, we don't have branches in here this morning, but we do have palms. (laughs) And Okay, I know, silly, but, you know, it works for me. You got palms? Now, think about this action as a way that they welcomed him and that we welcome him. They took their palms and they waved them in the air like they just didn't care. I don't know. But it's a way to celebrate, right? They were celebrating. (whistles) Yeah! And then the, the stories say that they took their palms and they laid them down in the path in front of him as he entered in which is an act of reverence of honor they worshipped him with celebration and with reverence cheering and honoring him this is like a a nice little holy exercise that, that you can do and I mean, you, you may not be able to throw your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care kind of person, or at least not in church, which is fine. You can throw your hands here, <laughs> near. You can do this number, you know, if it's, or T-Rex, if you want to just. But I mean, what a great way to just in a moment experience and participate in the welcoming of the Christ into our world and into our lives as Savior here.
celebrating, praising, and honoring, revering. And so the people welcomed him with the palms and with their coats. And then, of course, there were the religious stuffies nearby who said, no, 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 they shouldn't be doing that. They shouldn't be praising you, calling you king. Tell them to stop. I don't know what they were worried about. Were they, were they concerned that God was going to be offended? Were they concerned that somehow we were going to do it wrong? Or, I don't know if they were concerned that the, the civil and military and, and political leaders would catch wind of it and think that something was going on, something was being stirred up, and they would all get in trouble for it. Don't make too big of a scene. Tell them to calm down, Jesus. And I mean, you can just hear him say, I can't. And even if I did, Jesus quotes the Old Testament prophet, the stones would cry out. There is something about our world, about our life, about life and creation that yearns to welcome the Savior. And it's in us. And it's in every created thing. Inside of all of us is this desire in the midst of the controversies and the contrasts, the division, the difficulty of our world and our lives, this desire to welcome Jesus. And you can see Palm Sunday as sort of a rehearsal for next Sunday, for Easter, when we would welcome the risen Savior, the one who went all the way in to Jerusalem, all the way through the arrest, the persecution, the crucifixion, death and burial, to take it all to the grave. Everything that we face and deal with, so that in response to it, in the midst of it, he could bring forth life and we could celebrate and worship him. And this is our place on the Jesus way this Palm Sunday is to welcome him into our world and into our lives. Would you welcome him into your home? Into the contrast that you are feeling and experiencing? And that place in you where it just doesn't make sense, it just doesn't line up, it's just not working out. What would it look like for you to throw your hands up and down and welcome him and see what Jesus will do in you today. I want to ask you if we could make that a prayer together. Would you just right where you are can you put yourself on that road? Let me just name for us that they were there to celebrate the Passover, which was a celebration of their liberation, of being set free. And they were celebrating freedom while living under Roman oppression.
And here we stand. Here we sit. Here we live. In the midst of the very things in our own lives that feel like contradictions, inconsistencies. And yet we live in the freedom of Jesus Christ. Oh, that we would welcome Him, His presence in our lives, in our lives together as a community of faith, as people standing alongside this road together, welcoming Jesus in. Oh God, we are thankful this morning for the life, death, and resurrection, for the presence and power of your Son, our Savior, Hosanna, Jesus, save us. God, we're thankful that He rides in with peace right through the midst of the contradictions and controversies in our own hearts, in our lives, and in our world. Oh God, we welcome you. We welcome Jesus into our midst, into our lives. with our palms raised high and laid low. We celebrate and praise. We honor and revere you today. In the name of Jesus, we make this our prayer. Amen.